We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and this week presented by Indeed and BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, today's episode, Going Solo. If you tune in to these not to hear my voice, uh, it is it is bad news for you. But I, I wanted, today I want to talk about sports movie coaches. This is an episode format that I've wanted to try for a while uh, maybe in the future with a guest, but for today, it's, it's going to be just me. I want to rank my top three best and top three worst sports movie coaches. Now, there's a ton of categories that I could do this on on this podcast. Best characters, love interests, best teams, you know, etc. So if there's a top three, worst three that that you want to hear on this podcast, by all means, you know, shout it out. But um, sports movie coach is an interesting one. When you think about sports movies. The coach almost always is either a main character or gets featured is part of the group. The coach rarely gets left out. When you think about even movies like teams, like you think about Major League. Major League essentially focuses you you have an entire Cleveland Indians team that's 25 players and a handful of coaches, but you really get a couple stories. You get the catcher, which is Jake Taylor, you get the center fielder, you get Hayes, Serrano, Vaughn, Dorn, you know, Major League does a good job of, of spreading the ball around. You also get Lou Brown, the manager. Um, in, in almost every single movie, even like The Natural, The Natural doesn't, is mostly all Roy Hobbs. You get Roy Hobbs, a little Bump Bailey, a few other guys, and of course, Pop Fisher. Um, and then also, you know, there are movies like Miracle, Remember the Titans, that are, you know, very much, the coach is very much the main character. That's who we get the most time with. The coach always always gets the rock. The coach is always there to get a lot of screen time. And a lot of the time, the movie's success depends on the coach. I don't want to spoil anything, 
but a couple of these coaches I'm going to talk about and worst coach are the main reasons their movies stink. So um, I thought it was a good thing to start off with. Uh, I've there, There's a lot of choices, that's for sure. It's something that it is, it'll be easy to do myself as opposed to something a little more challenging. Might need a guess, but there, there's so many options for the coach position. But, um, you know, before I get into that, make sure you do your homework on this podcast. And by do your homework, I mean subscribe wherever you get your pods. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate, leave a five-star review. Five-star reviews help this podcast tremendously. Uh, One-star reviews do not. Our most recent review, most of the reviews are five-star. You've all been great. Most recent review, though, one-star. So uh, if you haven't yet, let's change that. Also, check out all the podcasts in the Blue Wire Sports Podcasting Network. They've got something for everyone. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk sports movie coaches. We're going to start off by, I had posted in the, the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, which you can join on, on Facebook, uh, just asking what are everyone's best and worst sports movie coaches, kind of doing some crowdsourcing. So I'm going to read off some of the answers from that comment thread. Uh, something of note, my neighbor is mowing their grass right now, so I don't know if that's coming through. I'm going to try to avoid it, but if it is, I'm not re-recording this. So uh, we are you're getting what you're getting. So let, let's get into some of the answers from the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. Uh, first and foremost, Aaron Figueroa uh, said, I think for his best, I, I think he just put best. I think both of these are best. Uh, first one, Lou Brown got the most out of scrap heat players and journeymen, stood up to his boss, and had the balls to allow his player to call a button run. Can't agree with that. Actually, no, he did do worst, because uh, his next one is one for worst. Gordon Bombay, drunk, drove kids on possibly thin ice, very true. Uh, No-showed an important international game, also true. Bailed when the team faced tougher obstacles, also true. Banged his player's mom, seemingly true. Uh, that All all good points on, uh, on Gordon Bombay. Kevin Frost, Gene Hackman from Replacements has to be in the consideration, not Gene Hackman from Hoosiers, though. I mean, not wanting to give Jimmy the shot and possibly hit some kids? Yikes. I, I'm not doing a spoiler alert, but I, I like that comment. Uh, Nathan Sager, worst Bud Kilmer from the West Cannon Coyotes. 22 district titles, but only won state twice, plus the emotional and physical abuse. The, I like leading with the 22 district titles, but only won state twice. Winning state in Texas is hard. Uh, but yeah, only, you know, winning 22 district titles and, and only winning state. I mean, I don't know. Two state championships is good. But yeah, Bud Kilmer, massive shitbag. Um, Jim Broska, worst. Marvin Lazar, bad news bears go to Japan, brought nothing to the table, only in it for personal gain. I'll fully admit, have not seen. I have actually not seen his. He uh, he only went with worst. I have, I've only seen one of these movies. Because he did uh, Terry Silver, Karate Kid 3. I have not seen Karate Kid 3. And Burt Nickerson, All the Right Moves, which we covered a while back. Uh, Burt Nickerson is played by Mr. Incredible. Uh, but terrible play calling and clock management cost his team a win against a heated rival. I I mean, you can't argue. He is, he is awful. I actually didn't put him on my, my run sheet, uh, Nickerson. But yeah, Nickerson stinks. Uh, Corey Cohen, best has to be has got to be Coach Carter. On the court, he took a team without discipline to one that was undefeated before the lockout and off the court. He turned the lives around and got his athletes into college. These are all good points. I'll get into this in a bit. I had, I was trying to decide how much I was going to include of coaches who were based on real life characters, the characters who were based on real life coaches. I had 
I wasn't sure how exactly to, to go about that. I'll, I'll address that in a bit. Um, Jim Broska again commented with his best Molly McGrath from Wildcats. I have not seen that movie. Um, Mr. Miyagi, the karate kid, prepares a student who has just has minimal karate skills and has him competing at the highest level in just under two months. And then he has Norman Dale from Hoosiers as best, took a team of unknowns to the state championship against the top team in the state, and won, adjusted his game plan according when Jimmy and Buddy returned to the team. Good, good points. Good points. Next up, uh, Zachary Shelton said Don Haskins from Glory Road, which is another uh, another character based on real life, decided to recruit play players on talent and character, not skin color. Like, ending, not being racist is a huge a huge point for. Uh, for for being a good coach I, I will give you that one for sure clint Corey said his best was gene hackman as norman dale and hoosiers preached team basketball and it paid off said his worst is the coach from one-on-one in north dallas 40 played by the same guy just a militaristic asshole uh i am i will admit i have not seen north dallas 40 it is on it is on the list it is something i want to cover need to cover need to educate myself on but i have not seen it but uh, thank you to everyone who chimed in in the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. That is always much appreciated. Uh, remember, if you join that group, you can vote on future episodes, uh, have input on episode formats like this one. Let me know if you hated it, want me to just stick to covering movies. By all means, go in there, voice your opinion. Um, but, you know, if you like this one and want to request a future, you know, best and worst uh, or request a guest for one, by all means, go join the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. Do the same on, uh, you can you know follow on Twitter at Big underscore Screen Sport, my personal Twitter at Kyle Banduho, all that, all that stuff. But um, let's dive into my list. So I'm going to start out, as I, as I typically do with any sort of list or anything like this, with some caveats, some guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. Basically talk about a bunch of stuff just besides the the simple three worst, three best. Um, I am not including, I, I'm including some based on real people, but I'm not, I'm not including either of these two in either categories. That would be Herb Brooks played by Kurt Russell in Miracle because it, it is such a true, it's, it's like, it would be obvious that he's best. It's almost not as much like he is a character, just a representation of a person um, who actually existed and actually did these great things. And I think it's like obvious, like he is a fantastic sports movie coach, fantastic performance by Kurt Russell, um, and fantastic real life coach. Um, I just no no point touching. I wanna I wanna go in where there was a little more adaptation, a little more creativity to go into it. The second person I'm not including in either category is Art Howe, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman in Moneyball. And the reason is because Art Howe already got such a a short a short draw, just a bad draw with this movie and, and how he was portrayed as kind of a grump who just didn't want to listen to Sabermetrics and was mean to Scott Hatterberg, and that's just not what happened. I am not going to vilify the character of Art Howe for something that is just not how how things actually played out. Um, I am also doing, this is just a category, like these would be obvious worse, but just because they are legitimately like really bad humans, and that's abusive youth coaches. So that's Bud Kilmer, that's John Voight in Varsity Blues. Uh, everyone who's seen Varsity Blues, he's giving 
severe painkillers to high school students and having guys play through injuries and ruin careers. And he's probably racist too. Um, he is, uh, yeah, Bud Kilmer, just an automatic no. Uh, Coach Riley, played by Lane Smith from the Mighty Ducks, also uh, instructs small children to hurt other small children. That is an absolute no. Uh, tough look for Lane Smith. He is he's wonderful in My Cousin Benny as a prosecutor, but he's still wonderful. Great performance. Um, and then Roy Turner, who's played by Vic Morrow in the Bad News Bears, if you'll remember. He is the, the coach of the Yankees who cares far too much about Little League Baseball, as, as some parents do. Um, but he also throws his own son down in the middle of a game in front of everyone. And is one allowed to continue to coach, which is like fucking wild. Like, why did someone not restrain him? But he is also lumped into this abusive youth coach trifecta that would just make it such an obvious, you know, these people are bad. So I didn't, I didn't want to, I wanted to go in, be a little different with, um, with my best and worst. Okay, starting off with number three. Number three worst sports movie coach. I'm going with Dr. Molly Griswold, played by Rene Russo in Tin Cup. Now, you might say she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whatever she is, and she's not actually his coach, but she is, at the end of the movie, you see her giving out the business card as like a mental coach or someone. I am, I am classifying her as a coach because she is the closest thing that Roy McAvoy has. He doesn't have a swing coach. Uh, you know, he has, he has Rome as his caddy, but he doesn't listen to him. And my biggest critique with the character of Molly Griswold and the, the movie of Tin Cup in general, which I love, I will always watch it. It is an all-star for me. It was a borderline Hall of Famer. But the older I've gotten, and this maybe I'm just like a grumpy old man, but the ending of Tin Cup sucks. The whole, the 12 shot, you know, all the balls under the water, whatever. And the reason that, that Molly Griswold is number three for me is her protege, Roy McAvoy, does exactly what her job was to try to make him not do. He just completely implodes. Completely blows. At the very least, he's looking at third place in the U.S. Open. It's the guy he needed to birdie. Um, and it, and Sims laid up. So at the very least, if he birdies, I think he wins. If he gets a par, it's a playoff. Um... I can't regardless he really didn't need to go for this eagle like he needed to hit it close he needed to to lay up then hit it then stick it close get a birdie to win the US Open or a birdie to get into the playoff like that would have that would have been better instead he he go it is not and it's not just that he implodes it's not anyone's fault but that athlete when an, when an athlete makes mental or physical errors you know that's their decision but it is that Rene Russo's Molly Griswold is cheering him on. Is you know, oh Roy, hit it, you know, whatever. She's doing all, she's doing all that shit. Here, I'll link exactly what she says. Oh God, he's right. You're right, Roy. Just knock it on. Let her rip. <laughs> oh Molly, you're losing oh, it. Oh, I have lost it. <laughs> so is he. <laughs> and then she does all that, and then after. When he has that moment of realization that he just gave away the U.S. Open, she comes up to him and she's like, the hell with you, you know, whatever, that 
no one's going to remember the, you know, who won the U.S. Open in five years, but they'll all remember you're 12. Like, they'll remember it for bad reasons. Like, you don't understand golf. Winning a U.S. Open, you are you are forever a major champion, a winner of the U.S. Open. And for a guy who had to sign over the deed to his driving range just so he could get his clubs out from the, uh, from a pawn shop, like, that's life-changing money that he just threw away. Those seven shots that he just tanked, like it's it's not great. Like in winning a U.S. Open, the I don't know what the exemption status and the rules were back then. It would have it would have changed Roy's life. Like it would have been the most incredible story ever. Driving Range Pro wins the U.S. Open. Driving Range Pro implodes on the seventy second hole of the U.S. Open and throws away a life changing experience, a life changing moment. Is the exact opposite of what Molly Griswold should have been rooting for or wanted to happen. And then guys come up and they're like, oh, I saw what you did with Roy. Like, what she did with Roy was cheer him on as he threw, like, he got almost to the peak of his life and then he threw it in the pond five times. So I am very anti the end of Tin Cup, honestly. I'm very anti the character of Molly Griswold. I I hate that moment. I hate it every time. Because it would have been cool to see Roy, because then you get a moment, Roy lays up, you get a moment, you get two tense moments because you get, okay, like Roy, you've got to, you know, you've got to hit this one close because you've got to give yourself a makeable putt. And then you have the moment of the putt. Like that's a, that's another great scene. Um, you know, and, and he passes David, he passes Sims at the end and he's got, you know, Molly at his hip and he goes, Hey David, nice par. Hey Dave, Hey, Hey Roy, David probably just made, you know, 300 grand more than you. He just came in second at the U S open like dumb 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 so that that's where i stand on molly griswold so number two my number two worst coach and i'm going to be a little more brief with this one as i was with dr molly griswold because we had a recent episode on this one with barton simmons from cbs sports we covered the program and i'm talking about sam winters who's played by the great james con sunny from the godfather james Con on the surface you hear james con as a college football coach and that sounds great that sounds like that sounds money. James Conn is so checked out in this one. Like just so the the performance itself is very I mean he's very low energy. He is not at all what you you know what you would think. He's certainly not Sonny from The Godfather. He's certainly, certainly not um Sonny Corleone. But Sam Winters, this character, and this is something that Bart and I touched on again. I I encourage you if you haven't go back listen to our episode on this. Barton was a great guest for it. But a college football coach, when you think of the program and what a college football coach needs to be, what a, a seemingly legendary college football coach needs to be, this is a guy who's had a lot of success, it seems, at, at this program. And college, the the most notable, the coaches who stick around have their thumb on everything at the program. They are the face of the program. They are in control. Saban, Dabo, um, even like a, you know, a link, or you're like a Lincoln Riley and you're just this like, genius and like Lincoln Riley I'm sure has a lot of the Saban Dabo characteristics of culture and things like that but he's also considered this you know this offensive genius who just any you know is just always going to have this powerhouse offense Sam Winters just doesn't have any of that he spends the whole movie thinking that he has it seems like he has somewhere better to be he's very aloof he doesn't seem like he knows football that well like there's no there's no scheme it's not like he's 
It's not like he's a Gus Malzahn where you're not really sure if he has a great grip on everything, but he, you know, it's oh this Gus Malzahn offense that, you know, they'll move the ball like Gus, Gus Malzahn just needs to find his quarterback and, and figure out things and, and, you know, they're going to score points or do whatever. He, there's just none of that. It's such a bland character. And it's so disappointing that there's not many college football movies to um, improve upon this on. But when you have a movie and it's called The Program and it's about a college football, like you think, like imagine if, you know, you had a, you had a movie called The Program and you're, it's like a fictional Alabama. What is that Saban character in your mind? You see him recruiting and just selling guys because that's what Nick Saban does. You see him just getting absolutely getting in someone's ass in a 34 to 3 blowout like Saban does. You see him, you see his presence everywhere. You see Sam, Coach Winters' presence absolutely nowhere. And you also see him as a man with just, to quote John Mulaney, the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair because he puts up with some steroid use and also sexual assault from one of his players. He takes the side of his bad backup quarterback over his own daughter. He is a fraud. He is an, he is an absolute fraud. And honestly, as I say this, I'm kind of mad I didn't make him number one. But number one is another college football movie. One of the We don't have many college football movies, and the ones that we've gotten have not done a good job with the coach because the I mean the coach is the most important in a college football movie in a college football program because they're there longer than four years you know Urban Meyer would be a more important character than Tim Tebow they just have their thumb on more in the program and when I'm thinking a bad coach a movie where I just spent the whole movie saying that guy's a bad coach this character this character stinks I'm of course talking about the character played by Hector Elizondo from Necessary Roughness, Coach Ed Straight Arrow Gennaro. Straight Arrow, straight to the goddamn dumpster. This movie, this character, I was so disappointed when I, I had watched this movie on cable years ago. Young Bateman, you got Sinbad, uh, you got the guy who played Frank Lopez from Scarface, whose name is escaping me. You got Bacala, um, Kathy Ireland. You got college football. But again, all the things that I said about Sam Winters in the program go double for Ed Straight Air Gennaro. And it's not... The problem is this movie, Necessary Roughness also isn't as entertaining as the program. The program had a bunch of other stuff to boost winners up. But you get, the only positive thing that you get about Edge Straight Arrow Gennaro is that he has integrity, hence the nickname Straight Arrow. That's why you're introduced to him. He has to come rebuild this program with, uh, with reduced scholarships and all that shit. But you don't see any, I... And nothing against Hector Elizondo. He is he is in other stuff. He is much better in other stuff. But you, there's no sense that he is an actual football coach. It's just not there. It's not there at all. You don't see any sort of, you know, it, you know it when you see it, you know? You know when you see someone who understands a sport. And what this character needed to be, 
He needed to be, he's in a bad situation regardless. He needed to be savvy. He needed to be a teacher. He needed to be a, a big time motivator. And he's just not any of those. He's not any of that. There's not really, I mean, you're not rooting for this team, honestly. The, the backlit, if you're going to do the thing with the backlit character, with the backstory that he's like 34, whatever he is, was this former great quarterback, that like, that's cool. You can roll with that. But you need this character to be a football savant. And like he has all these walk-ons and all these tryout kids, and he's going to run this simple offense, but it's going to be cool. Honestly, you have him do the Remember the Titans thing, and you like, okay, we're just going to run the Veer. We're going to bring that back. We're going to be like a service academy. And it just, it, it's not there. It's not there with with Ed Strader or Gennaro. But the more I think about it, I might Sam Winters might actually be the worst, the worst coach. So that's my three. If you have a better three, if you have, you know, if I made some mistakes, if you want to stick out for Molly Griswold or Sam Winters, by all means, join that Big Screen Sports Facebook group. Let me know. Let me know in the socials. Uh, let's take a quick ad break, and then I'm going to be back with some honorable mentions and my best of the best. Big Screen Sports is brought to you by Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your choice that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. If you sponsor a job and you put it on my feed, I'm probably giving it a look. Uh, with 73% of online job seekers having visited Indeed over each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering big screen sports listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Big Screen Sports is always sponsored, as always, by our old friends at BetOnline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back. So is gambling. So is me losing money on the Cowboys money line, which just happened as I'm recording this ad. But uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to bet online today and take advantage of great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, we're back with back with best and worst coaches. I want to I want to list off a bunch of honorable mentions cuz I'm going to get all that shit about, "Oh, you forgot this, you forgot this, you forgot this person." There's a lot of great sports movie coaches. It's tough. Um, obviously, first and foremost, honorable mention, but not on my list, also based on a real person, uh, Denzel, Sermon Boone, Remember the Titans. I've, you know, go back, listen to episode one. It's kind of a grind if you listen to it. It's, it's a very, I was very low energy, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's great. But, um, also like Jimmy Dugan, Tom Hanks, The League of Their Own. 
Um, you know, he's great. He's American Dad. His incredible performance by Tom Hanks was not the best manager when you think about it. Really, only the honestly, the best thing Jimmy Dugan does the whole time is uh, takes that that letter from the the dickhead mail carrier when it's about Betty Spaghetti's husband being KIA. Um, another honorable mention: Patches O'Houlihan from Dodgeball. Shout out Rip Torn. Uh, Joe Riggins, the manager from Bull Durham, it's an incredible performance. Uh, he is very much a um, very much pulls off the old, you know, jaded minor league manager. Same thing with Pop Fisher from The Natural, the old jaded major league manager. Uh, Mickey from Rocky, probably the greatest fictional trainer of all time, just at least the most iconic. Uh, Ken Carter, Samuel Jackson from Coach Carter. I think uh, I think it was Cor- Corey Cohen from the Big Screen Sports Facebook group who shouted that one out. He does a fantastic job. Again, based on a real person, I tried to stray from that a little bit. Um, and then conflicting one, Norman Dale from Hoosiers, who does you know take these you know these five kids and um, puts them you know five kids and, and one superstar comes back to the team and takes them to the state championship. That's all fine and dandy. Uh, he also hit a kid. In his past, that's not great. And if you uh, listen to an episode we had about a year ago, Patrick Claybond from the NFL Network came on, talked about the real life story behind Hoosiers, behind Normandale. It's not as, um, I don't know, you won't like the movie as much, I think. I don't know. It's, uh, he, he, he wouldn't make my best. It's a great, it's a great uh, Hackman performance. And I'm not, I'm not done with Hackman yet. So number three, best coach for me is the one and only Lou Brown, played by James Gammon in Major League. Lou Brown is, I think, the most quotable uh, sports movie coach, would be my bet. There is a, there's a ton of, you know, all, all the stuff, and a lot of it is in, in the spring training scenes. He just, the classic lines, and like, this isn't a line, but the pissing on Doran's contract, the stuff about telling Hayes that he owes him, tw- you know, 20 push-ups or 10 push-ups every time he pops the ball up. Uh, he gets a... Like a lot of sports movie coaches, he gets dealt a tough hand. Team of cast-offs. And the main thing of a baseball manager, of a major league manager, is managing chemistry, managing personalities, making sure the team gels. It is not as much strategic, and it is making sure that your players have confidence in themselves and and, and they know that you are trying to make the best decisions possible. And Lou Brown squeezes every ounce out of that team, out of Rick Vaughn, out of Jake Taylor's old busted-ass knees. Um, he is also very funny. Uh, it is very sad what they did to him in Major League Two and made him do most of the, half the movie in a hospital. Uh, Major League Two is, is just a damn shame. But y- you, um, you know, that, that moment, it's Rick Vaughn's complete game. And... Uh, with the A's when, when Jake Taylor distracts the catcher, has him pop up. And, you know, when they get the last out, Lou taps his bench coach, and you know, they're starting to come together, starting to come together. Well, Lou Brown's the reason they come together, and I love that. I, I absolutely love that. So Lou Brown is, is the man. He is my number three best sports movie coach. My number two it is it's Tony D'Amato. From any given Sunday, played by Al Pacino, and I mean it. It really all comes. It, a lot of it. It comes down to one speech. He gives the best sports movie speech, best coach speech, I think ever. The inches we need are everywhere around us. Hell yeah! They're in every break of the game. 
every minute, every second. <laughs> On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that itch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Now, one speech and one speech only doesn't make a man. But for that character, that that's pretty much what this character is known for. It's kind of what this movie is known for in a lot of ways. I mean, it is, it's a very raw look at professional football. It's probably one of the more raw looks at professional football. I mean, it's Oliver Stone doing professional football. That, that kind of, that is what it is. Um, but the, the coach himself, I mean, that speech is when I think of sports movie coaches, that's what I think about. And he is not a perfect coach by any means, uh, but he does one of the things that I think is very hard for older people in sports. And that is admits that, that things are changing and things need to change. And he leans into a running quarterback with a personality that he doesn't really get along to very well. It takes a while, but he does it. I think that's admirable. Um, but with 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 Pacino doing that speech, I mean, it's like, again, it, it is what I think about when I think about great sports movie coaches. So that is, that's my number two. Um, the, I, I really don't have a lot besides the, the speech and just, I, I enjoy that movie. I'm looking forward to covering that one soon, but... Uh, w- without further ado, let's get, let's get to the top spot. I told you I wasn't done with Gene Hackman, and I'm not. Because number one for me is Jimmy McGinty from The Replacements. Now, I don't know if this Gene Hackman performance is top spot for me, just because I might have seen it the most, because The Replacements is always on TV. It's a great cable movie. But I love this. For so many reasons why I just love Gene Hackman. I like this I really, this movie is more rewatchable than Hoosiers. This performance, Jimmy McGinty, I like more than Hoosiers. He's got the three pillars of, I think, what makes a really good sports movie coach. The first is the recruiting his players. You see him handpick that team. It's one of my favorite parts of the replacements. And you, like, when he walks through, when Hackman is walking through all his, uh, all, all his reasoning, for, for picking these people that he pitches Falco on his boat. That's his, his big recruiting pitch, but he gets, you know, he grabs Favreau as the crazy linebacker, the two brothers working securities. Like he got to have them together. When they got, one got traded, they fell apart. You know, the sumo wrestler, uh, the deaf tight end would have been a first round pick if he hadn't been born deaf. Um, you know, the felon, the former all pro who's in jail, the, the fastest guy he knows it's great. It's a great, scene you see him handpicking that team like he's dealt this blank slate and you see him put this team together and then you see in the second thing you see him teach you see him improve guys sometimes that improvement is just straight up cheating like putting all that stick and sticky stuff on orlando jones's gloves but mainly it's with like falco how to lead leaders want the ball or winners want the ball whatever he says it's great and then he inspires a sports movie coach has to inspire and he doesn't give any knockdown drag out speeches but he trusts the team they trust him, and he gets what makes a team successful. He, when Martell comes back, guy who's won three Super Bowls, like 
McGinty is behind his real quarterback. He's behind his team. And he he understands what this is all about. He he gets that, you know, it's not he's not looking at his his ticket back into professional football for this long career. He gets that and it, he says this in the montage after the movie. It's something about like for those guys, like it was the last, you know, for a lot of them it was the last time they played football or it, how important that last game was in the, that four game stretch. And it is it's almost a perfect character to me. The only bad part is when in the beginning of the movie, and this is just how the movie's aged, it, that they're talking about the the striking athletes are millionaires going back to their castles. And this is before the player empowerment period. And we all realized that like the, if anyone's a villain, it's the owners. But I love the character of Jimmy McGinty. I'm a huge Gene Hackman fan. Uh, he is my number one. He's probably not your number one. Um, if if I mess this up, by all means, again, join the Facebook group. Let me know on Twitter. Um, reply in the comments to the tweets. Let me know what do you, you know? What are your best and worst? Uh, I'm gonna do this best and worst thing. Hopefully, with the guests sometime in the future. Things are admittedly a little hectic right now. I am I am moving. I was supposed to move next week. It's gotten pushed back. Uh, that is making it is hard to record. I will still get episodes out every Monday. I'm just not sure what they're gonna be. But I, I want to do some of these, you know, three best, three worst in the future. Uh, if if you have a topic you'd like to see, by all means, you know, hit me up. Uh, tomorrow, there's going to be an episode dropping on this feed. The uh, the latest episode of TE1, that's Greg Olson's podcast, tight end Greg Olson talking to other tight ends. Um, with that, you know, we'll see you next Monday. We've got a great discussion with some of the authors from the Pandemic Baseball Book Club about Is for Love of the Game Good?, it um, it might have changed my mind for the worst, honestly, that debate. But uh, we will catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.